Can I tell you something, Tony? Don't pretend like I got a choice. The last year, I have been dreaming and fantasizing and in love with Furio. <laughs> what? Every morning when he'd come to pick you up, I would look forward to it all night long in bed next to you. Those nights when you were actually in the bed. And he would ring the doorbell. I felt like my heart would come out of my chest. He would smile and we'd talk. And then you would come down the stairs. And I felt probably like someone who was terminally ill and somehow they managed to forget it for a minute. And then it all comes back. Well, welcome to Cut to Black, a Soprano sit-down. Ah, that's quite a way to get things rocking and a-rolling. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I've seen every episode of The Sopranos. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I have seen 52 episodes of The Sopranos and four seasons of The Sopranos. And, oh gosh, let's get right into it after we find out who actually made this episode, Jim. Ooh, this episode entitled White Caps was written by, uh, well, written between series uh, creator David Chase and also Robin Green and Mitchell Burgess, names you hear quite a bit, and directed by longtime series director John Patterson. It aired December 8th, 2002. Yes, and it was viewed by 12 million people, which I just saw, and it was kind of striking. Like, that's significantly more than the amount of people who live in the country I was born in. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's it's appropriate. They they I'm glad they watched it, and I'm glad we watched it, and I'm glad we're here at this point, a bit more than halfway through The Sopranos, where we can actually, like, even season one, season two, whatever, season three, I, I've felt... I was kind of on the outside <laughs> still of The Sopranos. In a way, I still am because I haven't watched all of it, of course. But we're here. We've done season three and four, and I felt like season three and four are a, a big chunk of the story. That's my assumption, having watched this far. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I feel like it has its own arc that develops over seasons sort of things, or, or several arcs, and things come to a head uh, in a lot of ways and uh, yeah, it's a, it, this is a fantastic episode. Like I thought, obviously, when Ralph died, like, pff, well, what are they going to do to the top of this? <laughs> and, and you know, in a way, it's not it's not the people getting shot that makes it more exciting. It's just everything in this episode feels pretty much perfect to me. I, yeah, I agree. Um, and I, going back to, I remember like originally watching this, and it's not that. I absolutely appreciate it. like the performances are crazy, the drama's crazy, but like I feel like I appreciate it more now. Uh, I mean, between discussing each episode and of course just hindsight of the show, uh, like the whole thing with Furio, it's such a great misdirect because you feel like it's an anticlimax, and people describe it as an anticlimax, but no, it just builds to the best climax possible rather than. Yeah having the standard and i think they even mention it in the soprano session book of like they don't have the standard you know carmela sleeps with furio and then tony and furio fight and tony kills furio or whatever no it, it yeah. builds to this episode and this like showdown i guess and 
Uh, they they talk a little bit about how like this season in, as a whole is kind of about marriage between. I mean, of course, there's Tony and Carmilla. Then there's, to a lesser extent, there's Adriana and Christopher and their relationship and their potential for marriage. And then in a weird way, Bobby and his wife. And it's like it's like undercover, like this whole thing. Like it's always building with Carmela, but it's the perfect way to use. Like we've joked a lot about Carmela's fantasy she has in her head. And it did get to the point where it felt so... Uh, I don't know about sitcom but like, you know, she was even at a point where she had a rabbi who was telling her she needs to leave and she was crying and she'd always get a ring. She'd always get a uh, gift or whatever it would be. And they play with that in this episode. But it's so nice because I don't I still don't think people thought it would get to that. Like, it, it, I don't know if they I don't know if they were planning that they were going to build it like this, but they use their uh, kind of cycle to like expert degree where you're like, ah, it's just going to work out. It's how it always works out. Carmela goes back to him and, but no, it comes to a real head and uh, yeah, it's a great episode. Yes. And I mean, there have been several points, I think in this season specifically where I go like, oh, now I see what the point of that was. Like even stuff that happened like a season ago or whatever, like now Mm -hmm. I see what the point of that. And just like you mentioned with Furio, uh, I was like, when I, yeah, saw that he was out of the show, I was like, Okay, so, like, that just ended, but it didn't just end because the point that it was fulfilling has had been fulfilled, but it, it wasn't over until now. Like, that was that, that story was still going on, even with Furio out of the picture. Um, so, yeah, really good stuff. I also love that it finally got to this point of seeing Carmilla, uh, like, actually outwardly express all the frustration and actually breaking down because of everything around her breaking down like obviously tony who uh well not him but james gandolfini won uh, a primetime emmy for this one uh but she won an emmy as well and it's it's more deserved not i mean she does great but this is in a way is her episode acting wise like the way she does everything in this episode is uh fantastic yes yeah and it's such a uh like it's it's you know we we host this show discussing sopranos we do shows which you know where we discuss tv in general but like this is what makes tv great because you go on i mean we've been watching week to week so it's been a year and some change journey if you're watching live it's like more than a four-year journey because of the long breaks but or if you binge it, it's a week journey, whatever it might have been for you. But it's still that <laughs> yeah. journey, that character journey. And like uh, the great thing about serialized storytelling and, st- and television, it's great when things are planned. But I don't know if everything was always planned, but it's great when you have smart people that can figure out how to fit all the pieces and really build to this point. And of course, the performance and really just playing up off of even like going back to some of the earlier episodes when Carmela was kind of more of a background um, character, not always with a lot to do, but now it all feels like it was this perfect crescendo uh, getting here. So yeah, it's like yes. great stuff. I think when they started out, if they had to go like, oh, where is this going to go in the long term? Maybe they would have said, well, the marriage should, you know, collapse at some point i mean i again i don't obviously know what's gonna happen after this who knows might get back together whatever but uh just getting to this point means getting to experience another deconstruction of 
the American core family values and everything like that, that is obviously a big part of the show of like what it means uh, to be an American, to be a father, uh, a gangster as well, mm-hmm. and a lot of other things. Uh, but so you you need this change. You need this upheaval to explore something new once you've gone down this path enough. And I'm really happy about that as well, because if next season also started with Tony walking down the same driveway, picking up his newspaper, and then he's going in, grabbing something from the fridge, and she's there reading the newspaper or reading a book about, I don't know, how to arrange flowers, like whatever new thing she's into that season, it... I, it would probably be a great season, but now yeah. I'm like, holy shit, I have no idea uh, what it's going to look like drama-wise, dynamically, between these characters, and it's so much more exciting for me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, we can kind of get into the the beats here. Um, yeah. Because, it, yeah, it opens up, Carmela is sick. Uh, I mean, it's basically like she looks like shit, <laughs> and, you know, it's the extension of where we last left her, like this... Uh, turmoil and dealing with Furio and kind of uh, Furio being, you know, rather than just some pipe dream or whatever, it it was this like weird last glimpse of hope, I guess, for her. Like she even describes, like you kind of heard in the in the start uh, of the episode, yeah. the clip I pulled, where it was just these little small moments of feeling like there was hope, and then. <laughs> Uh, being driven back down to terminal illness. Uh, but yeah, now it's kind of physically manifesting itself. And uh, Tony's there, you know, he's showing some support. He brought her to the hospital. What I'm going to let you drive down here in the state you're in. Yes. And I mean, even just the opening shot, this will be a very long episode if we go into all the shots, but the opening shot is really nice because we start with her face and Tony is in the background flipping through a newspaper slightly out of focus, like he's sitting on her shoulder, kind of weighing her down. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, so he gets the call and we get to see that Christopher's coming out of his drug prison, um, yep. which is great. Uh, he, he seems to be doing well, all fantastic. She gets a diagnosis that's basically like, uh, call me if you get even more fever like it's it's a mono probably like nothing serious yeah and the doctor asks how how's your emotional level (laughs) Uh, it's dr kusamano i believe as well their their neighbor uh Uh, but yeah yeah you know change in life depression stress it's kind of also a nice flip because usually it's carmilla with tony as he's trying to figure out you know his emotional state and his anxiety and depression but now you know she's in that but she's not we don't full like uh, Tony doesn't fully know like why she is uh, why she is yet, but you know, nice little flip on that. Uh, Johnny Sack, of course, uh, he's uh, he's you know steaming at his house. His wife's gonna go shopping, but the Esplanade's still shut down. We might need to tighten our belts a little bit. Maybe we're not going to Italy. Yeah. Yes, and like you can see them doing landscaping in the background. I assume that's something they're paying for because they yeah. had this huge yard, I remember. So like, they're, obviously, he's already spending a lot of money there. <laughs> we need this scene to establish his emotional state, which is also really interesting. Um, we'll get more into it as we discuss his storyline. But like seeing him at the start of the season, in a way, I'm kind of like... Tony, why were you ever like, let's get rid of this calm, reasonable guy and put Johnny Sack in charge? I'm sure that'll turn out great. This guy who's trying to whack his boss and and everything. And like, yeah, he'll be a great person to deal with. Uh, But anyway, we'll get into it. Tony drives Carmilla not home, but to a nice little house by the beach. Uh, Whitecaps. 
where we uh, discover that he's uh, thinking about buying it, except it's already been sold. But hey, it might not be a problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is Tony Soprano we're talking about here. Uh, what there's, you know, they the, the, they might not come in through financing with the other family. Tony's offering cash. Uh, cash. Uh, the owner Al lives next door. You know, it, it, it's it's a nice thing for the family. It's where they can. Uh, it's a nice representation of the family as well. It's a nice new big house. And as Carmilla does state later on, it's just kind of a big, big di- uh, emerald ring. Uh, new mm. thing to kind of distract her for a bit. But uh, we'll see. We'll check back in. Because meanwhile, Junior's jury is uh, deadlocked. Uh, the judge is going to give an additional time, as we saw the guy that they threatened uh, is on the jury. And he's playing his part so far. Yeah, exactly. And I just bring it back for a moment. What a great introduction of the guy who lives next door and owns the place. Like he's standing there painting the 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 beach, and like he's got an American flag, and he looks like oh, this what a nice, lovely guy. And I'm just like, who the fuck owns two houses next to each other? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this guy, <laughs> this fucking guy, he's living the American dream, and I want to throw him in the ocean. And I hope Tony does so. That actor too. He's one of those guys. Like I see him pop up in a lot of things, and he always kind of plays the same part but he's so good yeah. at just kind of the smarmy like businessman uh yeah. but yeah and and yeah they you learn all that immediately with he has it's just a quick shot of him in his backyard painting and it's like oh he owns both these houses he's a, you know smarmy lawyer piece of shit yeah um so at home i mean carmela's sick so we're getting takeout obviously and it, tony's so used to them fucking up the order he asks did you check that it's correct and then he doesn't check and like because i feel like wouldn't he at least know how to order food but <laughs> he, uh, no he doesn't because everyone tells him like why didn't you check it while they were there and he's like well he would have had to go back anyway but then he's like ah oh, he's just very annoyed about the whole thing there are fuck words being thrown around you gotta pay for the fuck words um uh, three dollars which is uh, you know with inflation that's a lot well and it's nice to see carmela in the tony role she comes down the stairs disheveled in her robe uh yeah. for food but yeah like you said tony's not making he's not slaving over the oven to make a nice dinner he got some takeout but i kind of agree with tony because they're gonna have to go back and get it either way so it doesn't matter whether you say it to him at the door or not but a hey, good point should have checked it because he knew something was but it's off. not gonna it, it's not gonna get done now because he's like oh fuck it but he's yeah. still angry so he's not because they tell him to call and he's not gonna call he's just annoyed about it um but yes, then, uh, so at this point, uh, who mentions it? Uh, Tony mentions it, or she does? Like, well, I, I love, um, a- well, I love how, it, how this plays out, like, with Carmilla, where she keeps being yeah. like, ah, no, we can't, we can't swing it. She keeps, like, outwardly talking about how we can't do it, but clearly she wants it. And then AJ mm-hmm. comes down for dinner, and he says, like, you know, why don't you call? And yeah, Tony's pissed. And then Carmilla says, well, some things just aren't meant to be. And then AJ goes, oh, what are we talking about? Because even AJ <laughs> understands something else is going yeah. on here. <laughs> and yes. uh, I think I think then it kind of guts to a new scene when they're in bed. And that's when she's still talking about the house. Uh, more is less. Yeah, I mean, they're... He, he's they're sleeping or he's sleeping yeah. and he, she turns on the light and starts flipping through a magazine and, and then starts 
like outwardly saying what she's been thinking, which is like, you know, it would actually be a pretty good investment. Like you should view it as an investment. Like talking herself into the fact that this would be a great idea. I love her ways of going like, look, no, but it's totally up to you, of course. But if you were to change your mind, it would be best to contact them quickly. And the number is on the desk over there. If you do change your mind and decide we should do it, uh, I think that would be fine. Yeah, more, but whatever you want. More is lost by indecision than wrong decision. And she's playing the part of Tony with Piomai in a weird way, the way he kept bringing up the horse. Like, I know you've been, you know, really sad about the horse because she says something like, I know if you don't get the deal, you'll stew about it or something like that. And I'll have to deal with Sulk, it. Sulk, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I was sleeping. <laughs> uh, yeah. and she's, but then she's just like, well, I just feel like I'll let you know that I'll, if you decide to do it, I'll sign off on it. Um, yeah. And then uh, Chris shows up. He picks up Tony. They kind of have a little talk about doing the 12 steps. And maybe we're not going to do that apology one where I go over to everyone I fucked over and apologize for my misdeeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he he does look good. I mean, yeah. he, he looks like he cleaned up nice. They made him look real shit, which they, you know, good, well done. And now they made him look good again. It's almost like the good old days, except he's older, more mature. Maybe he's, this is going to work out okay for Christopher and Tony because he's actually I mean first episode of the season Tony lays out his plan Christopher's gonna be my guy and now first time I'm like okay maybe you know maybe this could work maybe he's up for it uh and yeah Uh, well good no I was just Uh, gonna say they go to see Johnny Sack and uh discuss the whole thing of uh, what they're gonna do and kind of lay out what we were speculating about last time that what Johnny Sack would do if something were to happen to Carmine is you know make sure nothing bad you know happens to Tony in retaliation you know what a sad thing we won't need to investigate too much how it happened or whatever um but Tony's kind of like uh, I don't know and but, but that's all bargaining really he yeah. just wants like his HUD thing, he wants it all, and the split, and, and Johnny Sack's up for it. He just wants to get this uh, fixed, and he wants to be the big boss. Yes, yeah, and then he breaks it to Christopher, and it's interesting because he starts talking about the uh, the Ginny Sack beef over the joke when he when yeah. Tony was the one on the other side of that, but he's even like, you know, that never sit, he never backed John like he should have. You know, that's not going to sit right with him. <laughs> and it's like, all right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that you've got Ralphie out of the picture, you can look at that with an even uh, keel, I guess. Yes, because, you know, I'm great at squashing beef with my subordinates in a reasonable way. <laughs> they just, I don't know why they all keep going to witness protection. And yet there is never a trial yeah. for me. There is for Junior. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, Christopher's reaction is like, wow, Johnny Sack's going to go to war. And it's like, no, he's not. Uh, it's really interesting. And uh, for for once, it seems like, you know, he's actually up for the challenge of helping out with it. Christopher, that is. Um, he brings Christopher to see the house as well. Has a discussion with the uh, lawyer. His name is Alan or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Al Sapinski um, or something like that. Yeah. Convinces him to call up the guys uh, who were trying to buy it and kind of tell them, you know, fuck you, and I don't know how buying houses works, but uh, apparently, you know, there's rules or whatever. Yeah, and uh, I like it because I feel like he's also, he's kind of showing off to Tony here when he does the call because he's, you know, he's talking tough. I'm sure the guy, this guy does work like this anyways because he kind of tries to do it to Tony as we see. But I also feel like he's showing off a bit and he's just like, 
hey, you know, uh, a guy wants to go into surgery, doesn't want to talk. <laughs> and he even throws in the like, uh, can I talk or am I just going to stand here or whatever? And he kind of bullies him. You know, hey, you'll get your deposit back. I can't be waiting on this escrow. Because, yeah, escrow, you put the money in and it like till you settle everything, the paperwork, what have you. But Tony's going to do 15-day escrow, escrow, the shortest allowable by law. And he's paying cash. Yes. Uh, yeah, sounds like a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also, this kind of felt like, I don't know if you've uh, recognized this feeling, but if you're with someone talking to them and they get a phone call and they're kind of like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> talk to this person. And yeah. then they answer it like, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like... Are you going to do that when I call you in the future? Yeah. Like, are you going to get tired of me as well and do the same thing? Or if someone just takes his phone, like, no, I'm not going to talk to them. But, hmm, is that going to happen to me? Because this is kind of a promise of, like, these these tools could be turned against you as well, Tony. Be careful. Yes, but absolutely. Tony doesn't give a shit. I mean, he's, yeah. he's got tools of his own, as we'll find out. Yeah, and who wants to live next to – I mean, I guess you got to live next door to someone, but – and I guess if you buy the house and now you own it, it doesn't matter. But it still just seems like it'd be annoying to live next to the person that you bought the house from. But uh, that's probably oh, not going to play out I, anyways. I, I really thought you meant, like, who wants to live next to a mobster? Oh, yeah, like, well, that's, that's uh, And then you're like... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he uh, sort of gets... We'll, we'll see what happens with the whole deal and that. And Carmela's in bed and gets a call about it. And she brightens up and feels much better. And they go have a look at it with... Uh, with the kids even and it it tony gets to say you know you'll inherit this um uh meadow's like what a thing to say but it really is like that's kind of showing the like what tony's all about in a weird way that that's like that's how he sees it he he doesn't necessarily even have to enjoy it that much it's yeah it is a diamond ring for carmilla but it's also like building something leaving something behind which i think is important to him yes yeah absolutely and like it's it is almost like this would be the end of an episode uh but it's like it's so early in what is the longest episode of soprano so it's like uh uh-oh because yeah they even have the nice shot of him and carmilla walking on the beach together holding hands and they kiss and it's kind of you know it's an i everything's kind of ideal at this moment she like you said she's noticeably better now and it seems like it's a this is a good thing to move on from and get the family back together uh yeah but, you know put a put a put a pin in that we'll be back to it uh chris meets with some black guys to, about the carmine hit because um you know they don't want to come back to them they it needs to look like a carjacking and it's got to be guys you trust and people that aren't gonna you know run their mouth or whatever yeah, this is uh, this is some stereotyping shit, as they point out. That like, yeah. that's why you come to us, huh? Uh, but they're up for it. They seem like solid guys. I'm sure they'll get the job done, and you know we'll go our separate ways. They just like the just the look on this guy's face as he opens the envelope with the money. He's like, yeah, <laughs> like he's so excited. And like I actually think like okay, yeah, they'll do, they'll do a great job. They it almost seems like yeah, when you need H, come to you can come to us. But if you don't need H, we'll kill people for you. Like yeah. whatever. Like we'll they they seem like uh, solid guys. <laughs> um, then we get to what's you know arguably the inciting incident of the drama of the episode. We get a phone call, and I just know it's not going to be good by the time it happens. Um, yeah, AJ answers, and of course it is Irina. That's her name, right? Yep, Irina. Yeah. Yes, the handsome boy, uh, she says, and and uh, gets uh, gets the phone to uh, to Carmilla and says, uh, "I used to sleep with your husband, or fuck your husband, whatever she says." And she just hangs up. But of course, she calls back, 
good stuff here. She she says she's going to hunt her down or whatever. But the turning point is when she says that, oh, we have something in common. Because it... What it feels like to her, I think, is an attack from this person on her life, which it obviously is. But yeah. then the turning point is when she tells her that, yeah, he's, he's also been sleeping with my cousin, who, as we remember later, as she points out, she, like, Carmilla knows her. They had drinks on the day Tony's mother died and so on. Yes. So uh, yeah. pretty bad, pretty bad uh, information there to find out. And as we see, like, that whole thing with Zelman you know, earlier in the season, it kind of wasn't just about Tony. I mean, well, it was about Tony being selfish and just kind of uh, being sad about something that he couldn't have anymore and that he didn't necessarily want. And But it came yeah. back to really bite him in the ass in a way. I mean, we didn't, ex- I don't feel like the audience expected, and of course Tony didn't expect, but that put Arena out uh, from her Zelman relationship. So this is her revenge on Tony. If, like, because she had called the house before, right, and tried yeah. to get hold of Tony when they'd broken up, but this is obviously different, and uh, if if the episode with Zelman and that hadn't happened, this would feel really out of the blue, but uh, even even if he did sleep with Svetlana and, and so on, but having that happen, have, uh, you know, having that in the background and everything, it just... It's like Furio. It's something building that we didn't realize was building because that was, like you said, it just seemed like it was no Tony's psychology we were exploring. But no, Tony was setting himself up for a, a pretty big failure here as far as his marriage goes. And he comes back to the house, driving up and, like, drives over a bag of golf clubs, which, like, yeah, it's a big car, but how do you not notice that in the road? I guess <laughs> yeah. it's just habit when you drive up the same driveway every day, whistling yeah. along. He's actually whistling, which is well, fun. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, he's listening to Layla, uh, which is, what, Eric Clapton or whatever Eric Clapton's, what was his band? Um, uh, oh, uh, Derek and the Dominoes. Uh, but yeah, it's and I I assume this has been pointed out, and there's somewhat of uh, they must have done this somewhat on purpose because Layla to me it's famous for there's a piano part um, of the song and it's used over the Goodfellas death montage when we're seeing all the hits from the Latanza heist like all the people that end up dying and to me I feel like right. this is kind of there like. This is the death of the marriage here. This is kind of the part of the hit scene. So I feel like that's intentional. <laughs> yes. And we get to a scene that is almost like it's it's almost a cliche, which, you know, not necessarily in a negative way, but like the wife throwing things out the window to get the husband out. Yeah. Like in in a lesser show, that would not work as well as it does here. But yeah. it, we get to a, an incredibly dramatic which I say in a good way, uh, scene with Tony rushing up and thumping on the door to to let him in and like, what did I do? And yeah, this is the first of many big arguments in this episode uh, that I think, yeah, it, it spirals out of control a little bit. Right? Yeah, I this mean, is, it's... well, and especially like you said, it's they're playing with kind of tropes and kind of the cliche here, but also... It's also kind of real in a way. It is kind of like, at least with a yeah. with a blow up this big, uh, and it's sold so well just because the way Edie Falco is like yeah. hysteric. Like it feels so real, um, and 
but yeah, it's but without being over the top. It's weird because it feels like it should be over the top, but it's not. And yeah, this what gets it gets to the point of like Tony's still acting like well, because at first, I mean, there's a funny moment where he's like, uh, "Your ma told me what I said about your father's psoriasis or something like that." He's like, "I didn't mean it" or or something dumb. <laughs> um, yeah. But then she starts breaking it down like, yeah, uh, you've made a fool of us for years. Now it's come to our home. You know, your uh, AJ answered the phone. She's kind of laying it all out there. And then it kind of comes to the head between not only Arena calling, but the Svetlana comes up, uh, you know, and she, she even mentions what, like the, the, the woman I liked. And I used to have to talk about your mother's bowel movements over the phone. And then it gets to that perfect moment where, Tony's trying to deny it and she's like I put the fingernail on the night table and I know you saw it and he uh, he almost is like that's another and it's like he can't you know what I mean and it's like oh you're like you're so fucked like and and, and, I mean you deserve it obviously uh but yeah and it's kind of it's like the weird build uh or like round one I guess because you yeah. know, it, it it keeps coming back to this and they keep kind of coming head to head. Yeah, and he's he's kind of, you know, he's still living in one world and she's moved to another world and this is kind of, she has to rip him away from like, no, I'm not just going to lie down and calm down. It's not like, oh, I'm a bit like, you're not going to buy me something to fix this. It's like, don't you ever touch me again. I don't, I can't be in the same building as you without going crazy. Uh, like, that's the level we're at. I well- don't... Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, ahead. and it even has, she's like, you know, you've had quite a ride on my watch and she starts laying out even like things before the show where it was like preschool assistance and all that. But then Tony does bring up, you know, at least I never stole from you $40,000 from the bird feeder. I think it's interesting that even in this moment, she still denies that because uh, yeah. it feels like they're throwing rocks at each other in a way. Like when, you know, they're fighting like this and they want to hurt each other. It's, she doesn't go with the like, yeah. Uh, I did steal from you or whatever. She's like, you sound crazy. Bird feeder, money, money in the bird feeder. Who are you? (laughs) Yes, true. And I, I, it's later, I think, when she asks, uh, what does she have that I don't? But she does emphasize that like, oh, you had to fuck someone with one leg now to like, because to her, that's, you know, we saw it happen. So you know, obviously Tony's a piece of shit, but we were there in the moment. We could see how it played out. And to her, but to her, just hearing it, it's like, what? You already fucked the weightlifter, so now it's just like you're just going around like, no, no, I gotta fuck someone with uh, one leg just cause yeah. because Carmilla is so unsatisfying. And now that I mention it, uh, it is in this scene. She does actually say that here. What does she have that I don't? Which yeah. is in more, one of the more sadder moments of her, you know, hysteric breakdown. Well, and then when she kind of just she's telling him to leave and then she goes, well, because he brings up the kids and she says Mm. something like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a sad story, but I like that it doesn't work. And then even when she sits down and she's trying to, like, hold it in, but she's still kind of like, like just an outburst of emotion. Uh, Like, I mean, we're not going on a limb saying it's such great stuff, but I mean, the, the performances here are so, so great. Yes. Um, so he then leaves and goes to, uh, you know, confront Irina about the whole situation and instead meets Svetlana there. 
they have a word about how fucked everything's gotten. And, uh, you know, you're kind of reminded of how she's talked about, like, oh, you Americans and, you know, everything. And he's like, how about a little sympathy? And she does give a little sympathy. Says, you know, uh, yeah, I'm a child of divorce. Like, I know it's not it's not great. Uh, but you're big and strong. You'll you'll be okay, mm-hmm. Tony. He does say at one point the most expensive piece of ass I ever had. Like he yeah. he does kind of like he wants to you know uh, have an outburst on someone. He needs to blame someone else, even though it's his own shit that's caught up with him. Yes, and uh, like as is pointed out, it's like the nurse who's kind of walked in on them. <laughs> that's why yeah. Irene even find, found out because of course Svetlana didn't tell her, uh, so he can't be too mad about the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, he he gets a bit of sympathy, but not really. He just has to go. And uh, my first thought was like, yeah, he's going to move into white caps now. And <laughs> indeed, he goes and just lays down on the floor there. And uh, yeah, great. <laughs> well, it's funny because it like it doesn't make much sense because Tony Soprano can afford a nice hotel. And I think even at the end, he says, I'm going to the plaza, which Eloise, the yeah. plaza is a very nice hotel. But it's so good, you know, plot-wise and thematically that he has to go sleep in this empty house that he just bought for his family. And then it works out well because uh, Al has to, like, wake him up (laughs) and be like, what the fuck? Why is this guy sleeping here? Yeah, what the fuck? You don't even own this place yet. Uh, But, but yeah, so uh, we, we also have a quick scene there with Adriana going to meet her FBI handler. She doesn't really tell her anything, except she kind of makes a bit of small talk about how uh, we're not sure what's going to happen with the wedding, and, you know, he did kill my dog, so we're not sure, or he's not sure if he should be a good father, uh, or would be a good father, and just kind of chatting, like, I was like, oh shit, she's going to find out about Carmine, but then I'm like... No, even uh, Christopher, like, even when he was high, I don't think he would have told Adriana, like, yeah, we're going to whack the biggest mob boss. Like, he actually took it seriously when uh, uh, Tony told him to keep it close to the vest. Yeah, definitely. It just feels like it's a reminder of, like, yes, this is still going on. We haven't forgotten. We're not really coming to a head with anything here, but don't forget that this is happening. Um, I I like the – it's funny how Chris is – telling Adriana how he wants to get Ralph in recovery once he turns up. Uh, And then, yeah, Vito's been calling every five minutes. And it's a nice moment where, like, even the FBI handler is kind of getting a little gossipy with Adriana. Like, no, what? Uh, And it's like, well, I got to go meet my mom now. So uh, I got to go. Yeah, kind of not a huge uh, thing. But like you said, it just reminds us that this is uh, still a thing, even with Christopher back. Or, well, maybe with Christopher back, this is starting up again because can't imagine she had that much to report before. Um, So, yeah, Tony goes over to see the lawyer and his nice wife and say, hey, uh, yeah, as you know, you know, issues at home, maybe separating. I'm not buying this place. I'm sorry. And uh, it gets a bit, you know, uh, intense because uh, he's saying, no, no, I'm a, we have a contract and blah, blah, blah. And Tony says, well, I'm not buying the house and uh, walks out basically when, when the phone rings and so on. Yeah. And I kind of even though Al is like a smarmy douche, I feel for him because he did. Tony came to him like two days ago and was like, look, you yeah. have a buyer but can you not sell it to them and sell it to me? And he kind of yeah. did him a favor. <laughs> and now Tony's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm not going to buy this house anymore. Like it's, it's, uh, it's like, all right, Tony, um, the, there's this moment here when he says, like he gives him the advice to go meet with all the divorce lawyers in the area. So like, it's a conflict of interest. I feel like I've heard that in another show. I'm, I don't, that wasn't on breaking bad or better call Saul. Was it? 
Uh, sounds like it would be. Yeah, but maybe it uh, yeah, was. something about conflict of interest if you talk to everyone. It's or, like a yeah, scummy. It seems like it would a weird scummy move. Yeah, but I, I, I can't put my finger on what show or something I've heard that in before, or maybe I'm just remembering from The Sopranos, but I don't think so. But either way, yeah, like you said, it's just basically uh, Tony wants out. Al's like not going to give it to him. Uh, we'll see. And then when he leaves, he goes to his wife. Well, yeah, of course I'm probably I'll probably let him out of it. Uh, but you know he's not gonna get the deposit or whatever. Mm. And then the deposit is like two hundred thousand yeah. dollars, which is uh, what <laughs> you or I might pay for a house, I assume. <laughs> right? Like, I, how much? How big is the deposit supposed to be in percentages? Would you guess? <sighs> I mean, I, I think they say standard. You want to put down like ten to thirty percent down or something like that. So, but yeah. I mean, that's a big beach house right on the right on the water there. So yeah, that's got to be pretty quite a mint yes indeed um but yeah tony's got other shit to deal with Uh, namely johnny sack is calling him like hey karma wants to make a deal (laughs) and they go meet at one of these local chess board places where uh, that you see in the parks in movies at least like where magneto was sat at the end of um uh x-men 3 that's how i recall (laughs) it and he's moving a little piece there um because i have don't really see those over here so uh so i just always think of that one uh but yeah they they meet up not even any chess pieces there except the metaphorical ones as they move percentages back and forth i guess that's a good choice for the location for it they decide okay 15 percent, fine and you can see how happy tony is with this deal it's actually working out pretty perfect for him and so we all assume uh the hit must be off then right that's what we think i mean because even um uh johnny kind of tips tony a little bit like he gives him a he kind of gives him a little look when when Carmine gives him 20 to kind of show like ah oh, he'll go lower or whatever and that's kind of where they meet on 15 it's something they should have yeah. just done a while ago uh, that Tony was kind of upset that he didn't come back with a counter offer but now we're there uh cooler heads have prevailed seemingly yes exactly great this is all settled. Yeah. Um, so we have actually skipped past the kids finding out about shit going on with uh, the Sopranos. And uh, Meadow's just coming down the stairs, grabbing her diet Snapple. She's all sad about what's going on. I guess understandably, yeah. But uh, yeah, so she has a quick chat with Carmela about everything that's been going on. She asks if it's about Furio yep. and, uh, and so on and starts crying about, you know, everything. Yeah, wonderful times predicated on bullshit is one of the lines she says. And but even Carmela, she's not, she's not trying to like tip her, you know, Meadows' opinion either way. She doesn't want to get into the dirtiness of it. She's still, you know, still her dad, uh, but she doesn't want to talk about, you know, what happened and if she cheated or when Tony cheated and all that stuff and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a nice scene and yeah, I like it just kind of drops us in and we, we see that the kids are already kind of aware that there's, uh, things going on with, with their parents. Um, then Tony's at Vesuvio's and quick little scene with Artie's kind of trying to give his condolences and Tony gives him nothing. He just complains that his <laughs> pasta is not al dente. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and I mean, yes, it is It is a nice scene, the one with Meadow and, and Carmela, but it's kind of annoying in a way that she's like, Jesus, how could you eat shit for me all those years? Ah! Yeah. And like runs off. It's like, yeah, uh, I know it will affect her at all. Obviously it does, but like... It's, 
she, why are you blaming Carmilla for that? But uh, but then we know more than she does, of course, because we're we're more you know involved in what's going on. If you just if they. I mean, from their perspective, it's just like, hey, yeah, we just went and saw a nice house. Guess what? Not only are we not getting the nice house, uh, we're also uh, breaking up. <laughs> yeah, Happy it, Christmas. It reminds me a little bit, and I, I must have been at the beginning of this season, um, of how Meadow, in a weird way, at least the way I read it, she kind of blamed Carmilla for not taking you know the kids away from this family with the whole jackie jr thing where there's a where there's that scene where carmilla's in the tub and tony's like shaving or brushing his teeth or something and it's Mm. like she mentioned that she blames her or something like that it just reminds me of that where it's like it's this misplaced like in a weird way it's blame but it's because she holds carmilla in higher regard in a weird way like she should be protecting her from this um True, but yeah, and yeah. it's like also just Meadow, yeah, and Meadow regressing like she always does, which just like run away and <laughs> be a kid again, you know. <laughs> yes, um, so like you mentioned, uh, there's a dinner scene there, uh, with Tony hanging out. At first, I think he's eating by himself, but uh, Christopher does show up. Oh, yeah, but either way, there is a phone call to Johnny Sack, another one. Like, the phone is a very prevalent part of the episode, where it, and the and the ringtone and all that that I've barely seen throughout the season I, I guess he's had it a couple of times but uh but yeah he gets really annoyed at them at one point <laughs> yeah. um but yes uh, so basically they decide you know what yeah I, they speak in cryptic language but it's basically like well you know things are already in motion and whatever like let's uh, just do it yeah let's go for it like what why stop now he's already you know johnny is already he's like Polly who was already planning on being the boss and what he was going to yeah. do, like all the thing- changes he was going to make and shit. He's already in that headspace, so why back up? Uh, and then, yeah, he, yeah, Christopher shows up and he kind of fills him in that because uh, Christopher says, like, we're not on for Tuesday, right? Uh, and he kind of confirms that, no, they're still on. Yeah, and Tony gets to reuse the line, more is lost by indecision than a wrong decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. I, love I wonder if part of Tony's reasoning will is like different because of what's going on at home or not. Because, I mean, Carmelo does say, like, you want to hit me? Go ahead. But he can't do that. But we know he loves violence. Like, taking out a mob boss, that's probably therapeutic. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah, and I mean, coming around, like, uh, jumping ahead a bit, like, he doesn't really come around until he comes around with his family. So it does feel kind of tied together here yes very true um so yeah he he gets to hang out a bit with uh his mob family and um you know paulie's there (laughs) ingratiating himself as much as he can at this point because he's realized oh shit i'm I'm really fucked here really fucked that one up which uh, is nice to see you know i used to always keep uh johnny close make him think uh (laughs) make him think i was in bed with him uh and then he but then he also is like i think him and ralphie had a thing going on and then even like when tony shows up and he's kind of he's not being disrespectful to carmilla but he's kind of egging he's unknowingly egging tony on because he's like He's the one that's like, that's your house. Like, uh, or it's like his house too. And Tony's like, that's, it's more than my house too. I paid for it. And, and Paulie just even has to st- outright, outright state, I'm on your side, Tone, because, you know, this is the new Paulie. He's, he's back in the family. Uh, he needs to make sure everyone knows that he's on their side. Yes. And he gets a call and gets to freak out over the phone, like we mentioned. And he talks to the lawyer again. And, uh, he, he will let him out of it, but, um, you know the, the the deposit that you know you're not getting that back, which uh, 
Yeah, he's saying, like, I'm being generous, not bringing action to enforce the sale. And Tony's like, well, we'll buy the house. We have parties until 4 or 5 in the morning, and so on. Now, given what Carmelo was saying earlier, it's like, well, that house is probably going to be worth a lot more in a couple of years. But at the same time, we find out that they've been trying to sell the house for, like, over a year or whatever as well. Yeah. So maybe it's not as easy once you have the house. So that's why this is all going on. Yes, yeah. Um and basically, yeah, he's, you know, there's some vague threats. He says, uh, you know, there's the realtor as a witness and my wife. And if anything happens to me and then Tony's like, oh, you know, I, I don't know what you mean. You're misreading what I'm saying to you. Uh, but so, you know, business is not done here. Then Tony does come home and it's like a horror movie scene because like Carmela turns to like the dishes and then Tony's reflection is in the window and she is like spooked at first because yeah. he's just standing there, but he's trying yeah. to, he, he's just trying to brute force, like stay there in a way. He's trying to just open the fridge, get his fucking sliced meats. She keeps slamming it shut. And, uh, she, it, it, she is at the point where she does yell. Like, I don't love you anymore. I don't want you. And he, but he's hulking over her, like, uh, like kind of tosses her over the sink at one point and you know your son's going to yeah. be home do you want to, you want him to see your father his father like this and you know things are really really amping up yeah he starts the scene coming in like okay i'm just going to act normal yeah. and she slams the fridge and and he goes look i'm sorry it won't happen again you uh, were right and like yeah. he tries to just slide back into normality and she just has this dead stare and the slamming of the fridge for me is very symbolic because the fridge, man, it's been with us as long <laughs> yeah. as any of these other characters. Absolutely. And it's always been going to the fridge, getting a thing, and Carmilla's there cooking or reading or whatever. And this is an end to that. And she it's a violent end of her actually refusing to let him get <laughs> anything out of the fridge, even though he does in the end. But, uh, but still, for me, it's like, fuck yeah. Like, in a weird way, it's like things are really happening here um and she's talking about getting in a restraining order and all sorts and uh, lawyering up um she he, oh yeah it's that he brings out his phone like yeah call call a lawyer right now you can use my phone and yeah. she slaps it out of his hand and he should have gone thank you i hated that phone but instead he gets really mad like you said uh hulking over her like he's mostly done to melfi to be fair yeah not to carmilla <laughs> um and says he's not leaving he's definitely not leaving and that's you know the rest of the episode will be a bit of that he's you know, empties out the home theater place so he can live there instead. And, um, yeah, that's kind of the thing. AJ and him uh, have a little scene as well, and he gets to sleep on an air mattress. It's a little bit better than the floor. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, we cut to the next scene. Yeah, him and AJ are clearing out some of the seats so he could sleep on the floor. And then Tony makes this, like, half-assed statement of, you know, he's like, you're just getting home now? Like, it's late. And then he's like, oh, me and Devin were studying. And then he's like, I'm going to take a bigger hand in this. Like, now he's yeah. going to be the dad or he's going to be the concerned dad paying attention to shit. It's like, it's so kind of cringy what's going on. Like, he's so desperate to, like, you know, just be back in the family or whatever. Um, and then there's – it's great because there is – it's such a throwaway line, but it becomes important where he goes, yeah, you know, we'll move these into the garage tomorrow. And as we see, he doesn't even do that because that becomes a thing later on. Um, and yeah, it's this point where he is sleeping on an air mattress in his. I, I guess that's like a converted pool house or something. I'm not sure exactly what that th like. It's separate that theater, and it's not the garage. Yes, yeah, so I think because they said I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. 
And I guess that is when he does. Um, uh, actually, you know, you're right. I, I said it, I misspoke earlier when I said he calls it off when he makes good with his family. Because no, he calls it off here. Uh, basically, yeah. he calls Chris and says, you know, it's not doesn't feel right. And I love how Chris is mad at Adriana for drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she goes and pours it out. Um, <laughs> after shooting up in every corner of the house. Um but yeah, I guess fair enough. Because uh, he's try- he's drinking his coke <laughs> in mm-hmm. the car earlier and that. But yes, he he Tony has a t- type of yeah, he has a bit of time to think. It feels like he hasn't really had time to think about anything else. But now he's stuck in this pool house. He's trying to live out this like I'm living here too thing. It's going great, and uh, he he gets to think about it and goes, wait a minute. Which was also my thought. Like when Johnny Sack calls, it's like, uh. Okay, why exactly? Because are you going to be a better boss? Really? That's what he says. Like, our friend is very anxious to pass the ball, the yeah. prick. And he says to, you know, make sure that uh, nobody knows. And, and Christopher knows what that means, I think. Uh, just make sure. And, uh, yeah, so that's the next scene. He makes sure by giving them half of uh, what they were owed. And, uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised by the guns that came blaring then. I was I was really, like, thinking it was, like, Oh shit! Uh, like for a second, I was like Johnny Sack found out or whatever, and I thought it was like his guys shooting him up, which made no sense. Uh, but yeah, they're just making sure this is just an insurance policy. Yeah, because I kept waiting for it, it was going to be one of those things uh, where Chris gives him the money and he walks away like, "See you guys later." But then he's going, "Oh wait, one more thing," and then he comes back and shoots him. But yeah, it, it, it is like a surprise because the other two guys kind of jump out. Uh, Benny and someone else. I'm trying to remember the other guy's name. Uh, Benny and Petey. I didn't know that. I looked it up real quick. Uh, yeah, they shoot the guys up, and it's like a comical that one of the guys comes out and starts shooting in the air <laughs> uh, and falls down, and the car drives. Uh, the car is like in in drive, so that kind of crashes, and you know, it can't be a Sopranos finale with at least a couple deaths, even though they're not very important as far as characters are concerned. But they still. Yeah. They still warrant their numbers on yep. the counter. So let Very me see. True. Let me pull it up here. Uh, so yeah, Let's throw up there. throw two up on the counter, right? Yeah. So now we're wait. Is my thing gonna play? Oh god damn it, Jim! Gotcha, Malanga. <laughs> Jim, you know you gotta gotcha, play Malanga. Right? I gotta get a new soundboard. This thing like doesn't react anymore. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> You've used it too much. There have been too many deaths. Uh, specifically, we're at 39 deaths now. Still at 13 uh, walkouts. Am I right? Yeah, we're at 39. Yeah, um, yeah. so it's, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be a season finale without a couple of deaths at least. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's so Sopranos as well. Like they've been building up to this big mob hit, and the people who get killed are the ones who were gonna carry out a thing, but it got called off. Like how many called off murders have there been this season? <laughs> yeah. I feel like at least five. And like it's and instead it's like, well now we got to murder the guys who were gonna do the murder because what if they want to do the murder anyway? Or what if they tell? Yeah, anyone? What if they what tell they someone and comes back to yeah. us? Gotta and, murder him for but that. he even said, "Don't tell." He was in the middle of saying, "Don't tell uh, whatever, yeah. like the girlfriend or whatever." But or, I, yeah. I would have trusted but him. He, yeah, but you know, you gotta make sure. You gotta make sure. But he's also um, in the process of saying, "Don't tell her because child support." Like he's in the <laughs> he's in the process because yeah. I watched it twice, and I was like, "Oh, he's about to say if she finds out I have this money, he's gonna want child support." Um, yes. <laughs> then we have what Tony's so, in the pool, uh, and the ah, oh, that yeah. goddamn pool. 
It's so, uh, you know, it's been so important. It's almost arguably as important as the fridge, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, though I will say it's not been as present. Like, it's been in the background, obviously, but I swear I've not seen anyone in the pool for at least a season. And that means that now that he's in the pool floating there, it does bring to mind when the pool has been important, say, with the Ducks. So it's, it's a good choice because, and a good shot as well, him from above laying on that neon green floater. Um, or air mattress, just like he sleeps on an air mattress, you yeah. know, gets to sleep in the pool on an air mattress. And uh, yeah, it, it brings to mind the ducks, which represented his family flying away from him and everything like going like sand between his fingers, uh, which is exactly what's happening. And Carmilla comes and talks about these chairs and when are you going to move these chairs and, and all that. And uh, he eventually like rolls off and, and goes and, I guess he doesn't really deal with it, or maybe he does. I think he just goes and makes He's... a drink in his pool house. She goes in there, and, and the conflict just keeps escalating there. We get the clip from the beginning of the show yeah. and all that. Yeah, he's, um, he's you know, he's 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 not really being nice here. He's kind of mocking her a little bit. I mean, to be fair, she's she's kind of just confronting him because I feel like it's she's she is a little disgusted to have to look at him out there still and like know that he's around. And it is this kind of they both have this itch because this has not been resolved yet. And they're just keep running into each other Uh, and kind of going back to that, like the 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 pool house movie theater room that he has now, like the, the home theater. I feel I, I feel like when they he was first building it in his one one of his episodes when he was bored earlier this season he made the comment of like yep. how they'd have like family movie nights so it's kind of another thing that's yet gutted and abandoned that he's always in by himself uh, yeah. so I think that works as well but yeah and he does throw back at her the the line from the pilot uh, you know you're gonna go to hell when you die nice thing to say to someone who's about to get an MRI. And when Carmela apologizes for that, like, I believe her, like, even though they're in this mode right now. Um, but I, I believe that she, you know, is sorry that she said that. But then things keep escalating. And she does say, you know, white caps because, well, she says that, you know, I would have put up with your shit maybe with all the whores and whatever if you had a better attitude around here and maybe the least bit loving. And then he brings up white caps and she does say, you know, it's just a bigger ring. And she does mention, mm-hmm. I know you better than anyone. That's why you hate me so much. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's like, it's too, it feels so real because obviously like they mentioned, like, like she mentioned, I know you better than anyone. Like it, these, these two people have been together for so long and they know each other so well. So they know the things they can say to each other that would be like, that would hurt the most and be the most hurtful. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, when she breaks down the Furio thing and it's like, you really think Tony's going to go and beat her up? Uh, it's fucking, it's, 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 it's scary. It's really scary. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he, at the start of the scene, he, he throws out that, you know, you knew the deal when you married me, like you knew what your family does. And there's always been women on the side. Like, why, why do you think that was going to change? But for her, it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, cause that's been a thing maybe from the guy's point of view. Like if you're in Goodfellas listening to the inner monologue, <laughs> it's like, yeah, we used to do this. We were the best, but then maybe it's not that from the wife's point of view. And for him, it's just like, no, this is just the reality of the world. And, instead he he throws back at like uh her about how you know 
bitching and complaining to your priest and everything and fuck it. And this is a long, great scene where there's been so many things under the surface all the time that we don't get to actually get out in the open, especially for Carmilla, obviously, because she's been so hemmed in. I mean, Tony at least gets to beat people up once in a while and kill people. Like, she hasn't had any of that. She's gone to tennis. Like, that's her That's her equivalent. And she's had conversations with priests, uh, and that's about it. And, and just hearing her say these things. Like you mentioned, she knows what would hurt the most, so she brings up Furio. Again, just to kind of emphasize how how much she doesn't want him there and all of that. Um, I think it does... Yeah, she 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 calls him a fucking hypocrite, of course, and yeah, it's a it's a really good scene, another yeah. really good one with well, the two of them, and and even like obviously Carmilla is more right here, and um, like I'm on her side with this stuff. I still think Tony is kind of dropping some truths on her because it's things we've talked about on this show that. I do think he's right when he says, you know, this guy that your mother mentions that you could have married and he owns like a plow company or whatever it is like Carmilla does enjoy the lifestyle and does like we've seen it in the past. Like even with Charmaine, when she waves her over and she'd always talk about the crystal and all this stuff, she's kind of past that point now, like, you know, because she's grown to a point, but uh, he's still kind of dropping truths. But when she talks about Furio and how he talked to her and stuff like that. Tony does hit her with a... Oh, poor you! And where do we know that yeah. from? Oh, poor Is you! That... What we also have... <laughs> poor you. Oh, poor you! <laughs> so there we go. We got three poor yous in four seasons. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. We have a trifecta now. I feel like shouting bingo. Um, it, it, I think... Well, no, I'm imagining it, but he does say fuck you in a way that's very reminiscent of the sounder for when we have a storm out as well. Oh, yeah. I think that's obviously not from here. It's from an earlier one where he actually does storm out, I assume. Yeah, it's from one of his uh, Melfi storm outs. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fairly similar, and it's the same amount of energy. It's a lot of fuck yous being thrown mm-hmm. around, and Carmela saying he's a fucking hypocrite, all that. Really good stuff. And, um, yeah, then we get to uh, remember after literally an hour, because this is the longest episode, we get back to the courtroom. And, yeah, that thing's still going on. And, interestingly, it does feel like it has been a long time since they tried uh, to deliberate the jury. They've gone away. They've come back. It's been an hour, so it feels like it's been forever. Uh, But they're still not able to reach a conclusion. So it's a hung jury. We got to see a, a, a small clip of the guy who obviously hung the jury on the way out trying to make nice with one of his co-jurors, but it's very clear to them that he's, you know, paid off or whatever. That's what I would assume they think, or at least not interested in delivering justice because clearly everyone else everyone, is yeah. on board with putting Junior away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all works out great for Junior, except uh, it is a mistrial, so it's not like he's free. That just means another trial, right? I think think he's kind of i think he's free i think hmm. but i i'm not sure but it, it, i think because he even says like i just went through the trial of my life i but uh yeah i'm trying to like read the scenes that the like if we just kind of talk through his the rest of uh his yeah. thing in the episode i guess part of it is that like they talk about like oh we should have a celebration but like no one's there like no one is like cares really i mean part tony yeah. would be there if he wasn't dealing with like with what's going on at home, but it isn't this Up in big, that abattoir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it isn't this big celebration. Um, yes, 
Although I, I will say as well, like I, I, I really thought he was going to sit on that couch and the way they're cutting it, I was like, is Junior going to die? <laughs> like cause yeah. it is a season finale and yeah. he's sitting there and like he just got through this thing and he's like slowly closing his eyes and drifting away. I'm like, Junior could just die right <laughs> there. Like that could, yeah. that would be a pretty good end for him, like having gone through all this shit and then he's free, but then he immediately dies. <laughs> I thought that was going to happen for a moment, but no, he just is getting kind of annoyed at Bobby and uh you know the the whole romantic situation because it is uh, it is strange we haven't seen them be that openly affectionate uh janice and bobby that is and he tells bobby to go and and check something just to get him out of there just get some peace and quiet i guess yeah yeah and yeah you're right it almost could play that way like when he closes his eyes then he opens them again and janice is just kind of looking at him and then he's like ah whatever uh he's just kind of annoyed uh, when we cut yeah. back uh, after the the deadlock, Mel- we do see Melfi real quick. She gets a silent call from Tony, and I like that they even yeah. thought to throw in the Star Six Nine just so someone wouldn't be like, "Just Star Six Nine them." Uh, they make sure they tie up that loose end where it's like, "Nope, this call's been blocked. You can't Star Six Nine them." <laughs> well, I feel like there is a point to it because she probably gets people calling her and then like yeah. hanging up, you know, and it's Cries her responsibility to yeah. follow up on it. Uh, he does use his phone for something that's useful for the f- first, like, and actually productive and would have been positive for him for the first time, all episode. And then he decides, nah, forget it. I'm fine. I'll just eat some, I don't know, peanut butter or jam or whatever it is and, and talk to talk to AJ about he, how he can't move into the pool house well, because it's a fucking pool house. I'm glad you brought that up because I was just obsessed this whole scene. He's eating salsa by the spoon. He's just eating spoonfuls <laughs> of salsa the whole time. Cause at the it's first, showing how far he's fallen, yeah. Because I was like, wait, is it, what is he eating? Is he eating salsa? I was like, nah. And then I Googled it, but I guess people eat salsa by the spoonful. I've never heard of this. Monsters, you mean? <laughs> like, clearly not people. They are no longer people if they do that, Jim. Girlfriend. Uh, he, has pop, he has a popcorn machine. At least dip some popcorn in the salsa or something. Even if it's just a tool to get the salsa <laughs> in your mouth. Yeah. You can't just eat it with a spoon, Tony. Girlfriend eats salsa with a spoon. To me, it's like eating ketchup plain with a spoon. It's a condiment used for chips. That's what I came up when I Googled it. But anyways, back to the scene. <laughs> is that an R? Is that like a Reddit R A M A? Girlfriend eats salsa with spoon. Ask me anything. Like, why? Yeah. Why are you still in this relationship? Yeah. It would be my question. Um, but anyway. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, AJ comes in and. Um, I mean, I guess this kind of goes a long way for Tony, right? Because. I mean, it's showing that he's he's a toxic figure here in the family because AJ's saying stuff like, you know, you got away from her bullshit. Like, why can't I? Like, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, he even says, you know, I heard you tell her off by the pool uh, earlier. Yeah. So I assume he didn't hear when they were in the theater. But, I mean, I guess when no, no. He, he told her off by the pool, the last thing was like, you know, uh, you know nice thing to say someone with an MRI, like, you know, go to hell or whatever. Um, and then in the background, we see two of the guys are kind of taking the speakers out and I'm like, Oh, what's going on? Is the speakers getting repossessed? <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we know what's going on. They're going to go play some Dean Martin, uh, some nice background music for our friends over by Whitecaps or Whitecaps one, whatever the neighboring houses, <laughs> whenever a house has a name, you got to be worried about the pricing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, that's a very quick scene. Then with dinner, there we'll we'll breeze by that. I think because you know they're they're upset about the yeah. music. We get it. Yeah. So 
quick meeting now with Johnny, a clandestine nighttime meeting um, where it's all fun and games at first, but then as soon as Tony says he's pulling out, it becomes clear that pulling out of this thing is probably a good idea because Johnny Sack starts saying things that Tony shouldn't be hearing. Yep. Yep. Just kind of just kind of talking some outward disrespect, basically, towards Carmine. What did he say? Like, you know, someone who let, let leave me holding my cock or whatever he says about how, you know, because I guess the Esplanade is his main financial uh, income. But to Carmine, he's got other avenues and channels that apparently I mean, Johnny, just kind of dip your beak somewhere else. Jesus, don't take it so personal. Yeah, it is interesting. He's he's really like because before he was clearly outmaneuvering Polly, but now I just see him as like New York's answer to Polly, which yeah. m- makes sense why they got along so well. Um, but yeah, Tony points out that yeah, whacking a boss like you you kind of need a good reason for it, if nothing else, but because you know it it just makes it reminds people that we're bad guys out there doing bad stuff like the everyman like media attention's bad you know feds get involved all that shit but uh johnny doesn't care and the way i read the whole thing of like i shouldn't be hearing that is also like the fact that he can't keep himself composed enough it's not just about disrespecting carmine because to be fair tony was gonna kill him so like yeah (laughs) disrespect him all you want but like you can't handle your shit like you're showing that you can't handle your shit but now i'm also like well shit i feel like after this because this this is very much like i'm not gonna forget this tony so now i feel like well he probably is gonna become the boss and that's how we're gonna get a war that's my sort of Mm -hmm. guess and assumption for where this is going but or maybe he it's the sopranos it's not gonna do what i expect but that's what this makes me feel like because it's building up their animosity which was already high at the start of the season when you know they were gonna have him killed but now it's high but it's heightened we've gone to another level here yeah so what is your like is tony learning something here that he applies to his family because he kind of goes into that next or is it more just the aj stuff in general like are they making that much of a through line or is it just this is this other family life that he's dealing with and now he's back to his regular family drama? Um, I didn't really connect it up in my head. I didn't, e- youth. I didn't either. Yeah. I was just thinking about it, looking at it, like looking at my notes and how it's in order and how Johnny is kind of being, I guess he's not necessarily being Tony, but I guess in a weird way he's being Tony since he's being so like unreasonable. But ah, I was just kind of reaching for something, just looking at it kind of laid out in black and white if there was some sort of connection or not. It's hard to say. I, I feel like his decision to mellow out and not kill this guy just because is definitely related. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's also AJ and the fact that AJ's home life is made worse and stranger by the fact that he's there and he's around. So, uh, is that the next thing we have here? Yes, Tony mm-hmm. coming in and sort of calling up AJ to come and stand around, and Meadow happens to walk down with her glass of milk, half-drunk <laughs> glass of milk at the same time. So, yeah, uh, yeah he, he announces that he's not going to live there anymore. And uh, AJ's reaction is, you know, what, just was it because I asked if I could li- live with you? You can see the hurt in Carmilla's eye yeah. over that, and and just and as well for him as well. You got to feel for AJ in those moments uh, when he shows how dumb and also very sympathetic he is because he's like he's just a kid. Yeah. And Meadow as well is kind of you know she's been showing her sophisticated side past couple episodes, but of course she's very much like regressing into more of a kid now because her parents are uh, splitting up. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it's kind of it's it's 
it's nice. It's it's weirdly nice that Tony is not in therapy at this point at this moment. So they don't have a scene that kind of spells us spells out Tony's mind state here. Because thinking about it, I mean, it, it's kind of a weirdly uh, like big step for Tony that he even calls Melfi. Never mind that he doesn't go through with it. But it it does show like. There's there's some self awareness happening, I guess, because it, it kind of goes from that. Like they have their big fight, he punches the wall, she calls him a hypocrite. Then he kind of calls Melfi, he doesn't say anything. Then AJ talks about wanting to move in. Uh, and now he gets to this point where he realizes what he's doing is not <laughs> just forcing himself to live in the pool house is not the best idea. And yeah. it seems like that should be obvious, but I think for a lot of people that are just stubborn and want to stay in a relationship. It'd be hard. Never mind someone like Tony Soprano, uh, who's very hard-headed from what we know uh, on the show. So it is like a weird, big, mature step. And it's nice that they don't have this easy out where he could be with Melfi and kind of explain himself or she can explain it to him on why he's doing it. You're right, because those therapy scenes are good when they add, you know, something new to what's going on. If they're just there to reiterate what's going on in the plot like that was the fear before i started watching the show that there might be like oh yeah like that was that it would be a vehicle for doing voiceover over the rest of the show like was almost a feeling you know um but the fact that it's not here it speaks to where he is as a character and also it would kind of not cheapen it but it would be unnecessary i feel it's almost better not to have it said uh exactly what's going on in his mind because yeah there's only those scenes but We've also had, like, several arguments with Carmela where we've reestablished that, or or firmly established that reality, as you know it, is not something you can get back to. Uh, She's made that clear, and just everything else going on as well in his mob life and his regular life and everything is just sort of reflecting that. Yeah. We get a quick... Well, one thing before we move from this scene, I do want to call out that Tony walks in, with like a gym bag because apparently he's like getting some stuff to leave with, but he does go in the fridge and he he takes sliced meat out and puts <laughs> puts it in the gym bag. So he did <laughs> go and he oh my god he made sure to pack up. You need to get that gabagool or whatever. He's like, um, um, well, I'm taking the gabagool. Fine, you keep the house, but I'm getting the gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the house, but I get the gobble. Now, as he does. <laughs> that's so funny. I did not notice that. It's like, I'm packed. I'm ready to go. I've got the, like, that's all that's in the bag. Doesn't need anything else. Um, got the bird feeder in that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, quick thought is, you know, given that he's moving somewhere else, the fact that he is buying a house in this episode, another person might go like, yeah, okay, so now he has a house already, so why not move in there? But... Because he bought it for the family and all of that, like it's not going to be nice to live there. It's yeah. not going to be nice to have that as his place. So that's why he keeps it. I mean, he he's pawned it off on his minions at this point. It's just going to get fixed, basically, because they're <laughs> they're blaring their music. We yeah. we cut back to that at one point, but we also do get a quick scene with Meadow just sort of sitting on her bed, and she has a quick flashback to when she was yelling about there not being anything to eat in the house and i don't know where i don't know if you have it at hand but i just assumed it was from the pilot just from the way things were looking there but uh, i'm I'm not sure on i that don't one. think it's from the pilot um mm. well, yeah because he's like jesus there's nothing to eat in this house yes uh, which is we know that's not true like that's never been true um I see but uh, uh... It, it's one of those uses of flashback that i'm like 
would sometimes be against, but I'm not. I think it works really well. It kind of gives us a an end point for her of how she's going from before going like, oh, how could you put up with his shit? And complaining to actually going, I probably didn't help. Probably didn't help the situation. It looks like it's from season three uh, on a oh, quick okay. check. I can't fully confirm that. But yeah, I, and like it's weird because this almost shouldn't work. Uh, but I like it. I, I like this scene here and, and even the flashback because we've talked a bit on other sh- uh, when we we're discussing other shows and kind of the use of flashback in some cases and how it's yeah. and I get and I guess we always come back to it is because it's more from Meadows point of view. It is a quick reminder to us, but it's not like it's some revelation that we forgot and we need to remember. It's her. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously she's thinking of more than just that moment. <laughs> like but that represents yeah. her the way she acts around the house and and that's the the natural thing with kids if their parents are getting divorced like what did i do that caused it to happen so yeah i i, I like it yes and uh so we just see tony packing up uh some more stuff right he doesn't really pack he just kind of puts on a cap and yeah. uh goes getting gets in his big car and drives off with uh with AJ and and Carmela watching from the doorway. It's kind of the last scene I think of them. We just kind of wrap up with the Stugats playing blaring music again and yeah. the Laura's wife freaking out about him be them both being very stubborn and everything just make it stop. Jesus, give him his money and uh he goes and closes the <laughs> windows and I I think that's pretty much it. I think it uh goes ahead and cuts the black from there. Yeah, it's interesting that they end on that, but I guess it's kind of I don't know. I, 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 it's not like a bad. I guess it's not a good thing or a bad thing. Um, that because they could have ended on AJ, you know, and Carmela watching Tony drive off. Uh, but you know, we no, we check back in with the Dean Martin blaring, and it ends on a shot of the Stugats. I guess that's like a Tony win, but it doesn't really measure yeah. up against the big loss that he had this this episode. Yeah, I think it would have kind of been weird to end it with uh aj and, and carmelo just watching because then it's kind of like i don't know that's what a regular show would do in yeah. a weird way like we gotta like and this is the same time my assumption is never gonna hear about white caps again never gonna see this lawyer again because that scene closes out that storyline for me that's my assumption uh and so since we started it with that it's also nice and symmetrical to end it with that sort of wrap up like like he's wrapping up his life in this house potentially he's also wrapping up the potential life in uh white caps that's that would be my explanation for it yeah no i'm with it i like it mm. uh but yeah so, i mean yeah uh, a, a kind of like slower season i'd say but like when the hits came like they were you know uh, fucking groundbreaking i guess uh but overall, just, <laughs> I, it's, it's yeah. season four to, in my memory was always kind of like a lesser season because the show felt like it was different and it was getting back into his groove. But in like with the rewatch, uh, really enjoyed it. Well, you said slower season. Do you remember Jackie Jr.? Like, do you <laughs> remember <true>. yeah. <laughs> how many episodes that went on for? Um I, my closing thought, and it might just be because I just watched this episode and I think it's one of the best episodes I've seen so far, but ha- like in the middle of this episode, I'm, I was just kind of happy, <laughs> which, uh, you know, it might sound weird, right? Uh, I was happy that this exists and like obviously I've liked The Sopranos up to this point, but I was just struck by 
happiness that this exists, that I get to enjoy it and talk about it. And also that we're doing this watch along, obviously, but this is something I can come back to. And I understand why we have people who leave reviews on our podcast going, yeah, but this is the fifth or 10th mm. or 20th time I'm watching The Sopranos. You're the 15th podcast I'm listening <laughs> to. Like, I, in this moment, I definitely get that. I might not do that, but uh, I, I feel like this is a point where it's all like added up. A lot of stuff has added up at this point. And my closing thought, again, this I'm, I'm just enamored with what's happened most recently, but it might be my favorite season so far, season four, because yeah, it has slow moments, but uh, even them, those moments, we, we get to really amazing points through them. And the, the simmering tension also, even though it's... The show is great when it doesn't do mob stuff all the time, which it never does mob stuff all the time. But even just the simmering tension between the two families is something that's very clear and easy to grasp hold of. And Ralphie, of course. I mean, everything going on with Ralphie. What a great character and what a great end for that character. And Pi oh my, the biblical shots. And, uh, I mean, Furio and that whole thing. And, and the, the propeller of the airplane when he didn't throw him into it. Like, even relatively small moments stick out to me. Uh, and um, I actually just skipped through some of the first episode just to kind of remind myself where it started and where we went and everything. And with all of that in mind, like it might be my favorite season so far. No, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's it, and yeah, because I think I've I've kind of asked you each time, like when we finish up a season, uh, yeah. like does it start to make sense now? Like with yeah. the way people talk about because the Sopranos like having not seen it but it's you know you always hear especially if you're into TV and stuff everyone's like oh these are the greatest shows and they'll bring up Sopranos Breaking Bad whatever it might be and yeah yeah it's it's cool and exciting to hear you like say that about things are clicking and it's getting there uh or like it's been there but now it's like oh now I get it's even better than I thought and now oh my god it's even better than I thought and it keeps getting that point where it's building off of it that's great yeah, definitely, because, I mean, we have discussed every episode, so it's been relatively slow. There have been fantastic episodes, there have been not fantastic episodes, but now I'm getting more of a sense of the whole, and I, yeah, you've, I remember you asking me that, and I think this is the point, like, for me, this is the point where things add up to that, to that degree. Um, so, with that in mind... Very excited to see what comes next. I'm excited I don't have to wait a year like people have to do when they watch something live, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get right back into season five. If you have closing thoughts on season four or, you know, upcoming episodes even, just email us at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. You know, keep spoilers out of the subject line. But, you know, if you want to talk about an upcoming episode, put it in the title maybe of the email, something like that. You can, of course, also tell us what you think of this show by leaving a review on iTunes. We've very much appreciate those it does help us out a lot and i mean we will do it anyway because this is so enjoyable but it's always fun to know that people are coming along on this journey with us especially with me i feel privileged to have people like cheer on my stumbling (laughs) through the sopranos you know because i'm not an expert uh but i feel like i'm getting there you know (laughs) oh for sure yeah yeah Yeah. uh, so so we're gonna keep keep going pretty soon 52 yeah yeah i'm 52 yeah, I'm 52. I'm I'm grizzled at this point in Sopranos years, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be like Junior soon. Soon enough, I'll be like Junior in Sopranos years. I'll just be dying on the couch from watching too much Sopranos after a big court case there. 
I'm rambling now. I think yeah. we should wrap it up probably. Yeah, I just want to say if people remember that we would do stuff in between seasons, we're going to kind of curb that for now just because of the way we had a few down weeks and some of our schedules are a little off, but we still will probably yeah. do that. So if you're into that or even have suggestions on things that kind of tie in as far as other movies, like in the past we watched Goodfellas, discussed it in the kind of context of The Sopranos, and we watched The Public Enemy, did the same thing. So I do want to do that as well, but we do want to get right into season five because this past season discussion we had a few weeks off and some things got messed up. But we're going to get right into it. So come along for the ride. And, yes, you can email us, uh, as Jacob said, on upcoming episodes. I make sure I'll vet them. So he doesn't get spoiled. So you don't have to worry about that. But again, like maybe be nice about the subject matter, uh, the subject line, I should say. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess there's only one more thing left to say. Oh, Jim, what's that? Cut to black.